Well, welcome to Wednesday at Lunch, live with Dr. Nancy. We're kind of kind of live. Um, we're doing a pre-recorded session today because um, our guest today couldn't make Wednesday. We're going to go right to it. Today, I have Debbie Furman, and um, she's going to talk to us about women's health and hormones. Um, first of all, I want her to tell us a little bit about herself. So, hi. Welcome, Debbie. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Nancy, for the opportunity to be able to visit with your patients and any of their friends that are listening as well. So um, I'm a nurse practitioner, uh, practice kind of in the Indianapolis, Carmel area, I have some patients in the southern part of Indianapolis as well. And so a little bit about me, I'm a wife, a mom with four kids, but the most important thing you need to know is that I'm also Mimi to two-year-old Henry and his new baby sister, Maybe. She's just uh, three weeks old now and just adorable, squishy, love squishy babies. Love so it. a lot of fun. But I've been a nurse for decades and went back to school to be a nurse practitioner in my 50s. Nice. Note to self, don't recommend that. <laughs> it's a lot harder going back um, at that late stage of the game. But I'm glad I did it. Um, really have loved the nursing model, which is, you know, why I pursued nursing way back when and continued then with being a nurse practitioner. Just, you know, the, the holistic approach where nurses look at not just the physical, but the emotional, spiritual, um, mental, all of that together. So I um, really enjoy my new role as a nurse practitioner. Great. So um, do you also do, um, I see you have letters behind your name, FNP. What does that mean? That's family nurse practitioner. Um, nurse practitioners can specialize in different things. They can specialize in adult health, in just pediatrics. But I wanted to do family because I just enjoy the full life spectrum. Right. And so then you um, kind of have a specialty in women's, um, women's health. Is that right? I do. Um, mm -hmm. I work a lot with women. Also, um, kiddos. I love little people. Me too. <laughs> so I like to work with pediatrics as well. My nursing background actually was pediatrics. Okay. So I've transitioned now as a nurse practitioner to working with the uh, whole family, um, grandmas, grandpas, dads. But I do, you know, I think it's given my stage in life. Um, I've gone through menopause and all that that brings. Um, had some infertility issues uh, in our young adult lives, and the whole hormonal roller coaster uh, raised three daughters, so it's even oh, yeah. in my mind. So lots of um, <clears throat> of reasons to want to be uh, involved in women's health. Okay, so what would you like to share with us um, today about the hormones and the women? Well, you know, hormones, that's a big topic because yeah. as I mentioned, it can be teenagers, it can be 10-year-olds, and then it can be women as young adults, it can be women um, during their childbearing years, and then as they approach menopause. And so in talking with women in different age groups, I, um, the, the approach that I have to medicine is not a traditional medical model. It's more... Um, couple of words you may hear is functional medicine or integrative medicine. It's a very holistic approach. And so in doing that, um, I don't just work with their physical part. I mean, we'll do blood work. We'll you know, do a physical exam, all of those things as well. But I really like to look at 
things that could be leading up to these problems. If you're having hormonal issues, we don't automatically jump to hormone therapy. Um, we don't normally just go into some of these things. We want to take a step back and see what might be an underlying cause for this. Um, thyroid could be a problem. Even something as simple as a vitamin D deficiency can make a big difference because that feeds into the thyroid as well. So we look at some of these underlying factors and one of the ones, interestingly enough, that people don't, oh, how do I want to say it? They don't embrace it as quickly. They don't really think of it as playing part of their hormonal picture is their lifestyle. Now, lifestyle involves what you eat, if you exercise, how do you sleep, um, how do you deal with stress? So that's actually where I start. And when I'm speaking with a woman, I talk to her that in um, my practice, we're going to work with four different aspects of your life. We're going to look at what your diet looks like. We're going to look at your sleep. We're going to look at movement. Are you moving? I don't like to use the word exercise. That's got you know, some negative connotation. So movement. And then just lifestyle uh, connection. You know, how do you re-energize yourself? So I, I'll ask them, so which one of those four do you think you'd like to look at first that you think would have the biggest impact? Now, which one do you think they typically will say that they want to work on? Oh, boy. Interactions with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that really is. You know, some people come, though, they, they say they're coming for hormones, and what they really want is to lose weight, let's say. Yeah. And so we talk about that and I frame the lifestyle piece of it, the reconnection, the, you know, de-stressing, we frame that under the umbrella of weight loss. Mm -hmm. So whatever they're coming for, we can usually find it, one of those lifestyle factors, either it's diet, movement, sleep, or the reconnection piece of it. What I find though, is that that reconnection piece, just as you said, is the one that by and, by and far really um, helps people get a quick win, they get better faster, and it just begins to then have a ripple effect into everything that they you know, interface with their life. And you know, when I talk about the, the reconnecting, the wanting to you know, just step back and take some time for yourself, there's often some resistance to that where they feel like they're being selfish or I don't have time, all of those types of things. And so while it's a very attractive thing to want to invest in yourself, to um, slow down and do some things that are meaningful, that's appealing, but it's a pretty hard pill to swallow. It really is. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, but it's really, I have so many patients that come back after that first visit where we go through a couple of exercises for them to do, they come back and say things like, um, I had no idea it would make that big of a difference. Um, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, I don't think we really look at our lives and how busy I hear it a lot. We're busy. I'm busy. I don't have time. But, um, when you really take the moment to take, you know, look at that, you will find time to do something for yourself. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. You know, the, the example that I use is if um, you had uh, strained your back or um, pulled a ligament in your leg, you know, something like that, something physical, and I prescribed physical therapy 
for you. And let's say I wanted you to initially go um, three times a week for a month and then two times a week for a month and then once a week for a month. Could you figure that out? Could your schedule accommodate that? Yep. And they kind of think about it. Well, yeah, if it was physical therapy and I really needed it, then yeah, I'd figure it out. And I would say, you know, your emotional health and this hormonal roller coaster that you're on is affecting your life more than a pulled back or a leg muscle. And so you need to view these, these times that I'm asking you to revisit some things that are fun and fulfilling in your life with equal importance that you would physical therapy. That's a great analogy. I agree with that. Yeah. It's very important to get out there and reconnect and reconnect with yourself for sure. And it you know, I'll, ask, I'll go ahead. It doesn't mean just going to get a massage and a manicure. <laughs> no, not at all. And I'll ask women, when was the last time that you were with your girlfriends and you had a big belly laugh? Yeah. Yeah. And they will look at me if they have to look up and go, well, let me think about it. That's my answer that yeah. it's been too long. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So then what's the second thing that people will choose out of that list? It's di um, diet. Yeah, right. they lose weight. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of buzz in the um, media about all the different diets. You know, should I go keto? Should I go Mediterranean? Uh, intermittent fasting? You know, all of those things. And, you know, I don't know what your philosophy is. I talk with patients and kind of see where they are. What have they tried? What have been their benefits from it? And I don't know that it's so much the diet plan so much as it is what they're eliminating from their diet and then the good whole foods that they're incorporating in their diet. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. I've actually been on a diet journey for the last a few months and I went down 37 pounds and I must say that I feel awesome <laughs> but I had to find one that worked for me and my time you know that I you know because I'm busy and I, I honestly don't like to cook or grocery shop and all that stuff so so I get it the diet is hard you know and you have to meet people where they are and um but it, it changes your life you know when you start eating right and and then you do lose the weight it makes such a huge difference. My energy level is perfect now, you know, where actually now I feel like cooking, you know, and grocery shopping where I didn't before. Yeah. So it's amazing. That is, and again, what you just pointed out is when you make that lifestyle change of eating better, that has then impacted the way you feel. Yes. So it's not, it's not a silo. It's not an isolation. Those pieces all go together. And even when we're carrying excess weight, the hormones like to get hung up in the, the fat that's yeah. in the body. A lot of toxins get stored in the fat. And so if we're not drinking enough water, if we're not moving enough to keep those moving out of our system, they just sit around in the fat. And so losing weight is another way that can, you know, it, it's another lever of helping your hormones to get better. Right. Now, do you do anything, um, do you do any creams or lotions or potions or pills or anything too with these or just all 
lifestyle changes. <laughs> no, we do those as well. Um, I have some supplement blends, in fact, that I like from different um, manufacturers that we look at. And it's very individual. And that's, you know, one of the beautiful things about the type of medicine that we do, a more integrative functional style, is that you can work with all of those components. Um, I do find the reason to start with lifestyle is that's the foundation of making everything work. Um, supplements, creams, all of those are, can be looked at as a simple silver bullet that's going to make everything better. Just like in traditional medicine, people come in, they want a prescription, they want to leave and they want to feel better. I don't want supplements and, you know, estrogen creams, progesterone creams to turn into the same thing. Um, If you're not coming underneath those medications with doing the things that your body needs, then it's, it's going to be short term help at best and really not help at all at worst. Do you find that a lot of people that come into your office are already um, kind of in that mindset that they know it's gonna be a lifestyle change or do you have to kind of talk to them or do they just want the quick fix? You know, give me a cream and I'm better, you know? <laughs> what do you sure. find? Yeah, I find for me, it's been about 50-50. Um, 50% of the patients have found me because they were looking for someone that does that type of medicine. Then the other 50% are maybe um, recommendations of personal friends that I've had who, you know, I've been working with them. They've had good success. So, you know, why don't you come see Debbie? And so they aren't as familiar with functional medicine. And so it's a very much an educational process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to be honest, not everybody is at a stage where they're ready to commit to that. And I respect that. And so, you know, I write prescriptions every day. It's not that I don't use medicine. It's just that I prefer to come with the more natural approach first. And that's the lifestyle part, that's supplements, those kinds of things, and then come underneath that with medicine. So we do, you know, prescribe hormone therapy when it's needed. It's just not the first thing that we lead with. Right. I think that what I'm seeing more and more, and that's kind of why I started these um, Facebook lives, is that I think our society is flipping a little bit and they do want more natural products and they want more natural healing. And so to have um, offer the resources that we have in Indianapolis, which I'm still learning about, you know, all the resources we have for people seeking this out, um, it's there. And, you know, you don't have to turn to medicine, you know, right away for something. You, there is natural options. So I think that's wonderful what you're doing. I love functional medicine practitioners. It's great. It's wonderful. Oh, thank you. I just really um, love that we can incorporate all kinds of things. Um, yeah. We talk about essential oils, um, acupuncture, uh, chiropractic care. Yeah. All of those things um, play a very important part. Just being out in nature. You know, so many people don't go outdoors and don't realize the benefit of just even aside from exercising, just being outside in nature yes. is another really good thing that we're missing out on. Yeah. Um, I'm a Michigan girl. So in Michigan, you have to learn to kind of take the weather as it comes. So people tease me about that because I like to go out snowmobiling and I'm like, you know, the snow, I love it. Um, but, you know, in Michigan, we would be out all year round because 
you know, you just are, you know, there's things to do, you know, whereas in Indiana, there's not a lot of snow activities you can do, you know, the occasional sledding, but um, for adults, it's, you know, not that easy. So it is hard in the winter to get out and, you know, participate, but a good walk or, you know, you know, walk into your car is about as much as some people get up in this area. <laughs> I know, isn't that true? And yeah. that's like even just a Fitbit or your watch that can keep track of even steps. Yeah. That, you know, and that's what I'm finding with most patients is we start small and that's great. Let's start small and then build on that. And, you know, I was reading a study recently that talked about um, exercise movement, you know, just being on our feet has become such a problem that it's now considered a higher risk factor than diabetes in oh, terms wow. of your long-term health and you know having a productive uh, adult life in your later years so exercise and movement is that important yeah. and yesterday i saw a study that had come out where um it's from the cdc and they said that the life expectancy in the u.s is going down for the third year in a row so it's not just a one-off the first year that happened they thought well that's weird must just be some fluke yeah. um, but Third year in a row, our life expectancy has gone down in the United States, the only country in the world. No, that doesn't surprise me, for sure. Well, is there anything else that you want to um, tell our audience before we sign off today? Anything I didn't ask you or something you're just dying to get out? Oh, that's very sweet. I think, you know, in summary, I would just ask women of all ages to slow down. The pace of life, even, you know, from back when my children were young, is so different. And we have a hard time saying no. And our schedules have gotten out of control. And if the early conversation I'm having, particularly with young moms or moms that have kiddos into grade school, the conversation that we're having is they don't have time to do some of these self-nurturing activities, um, journal for 15 minutes, um, just sit in silence for 15 minutes. They don't have time for that. And when we talk about their calendar and we look at their schedule, what are some of these activities on your calendar that are either optionable or, are optional or that you can delegate? When they start to look at it that way, it's like, well, I guess I could find a window of time here or here. And so if people will slow down, um, that'll go a long way in helping their sleep and their digestion and their hormones. I think that people could do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Debbie, thank you so much. We're going to um, put your link in our um, link to your website um, in our Facebook feed here, but what is the name of your practice? It's um, Indie Family Medicine, and um, uh, as an aside, one of the things I love to do is do house visits. Oh, no. When you heard of that, yeah. So, um, especially when families have a lot of young children, it's just oh. hard for them. I remember raised four kids, dragging them out to go see a provider. So that's something, as my schedule allows, that I'm able to do. Um, sometimes, um, so we'll meet families at home if we can. But yeah, at the website is the phone number to call, and um, if we don't answer, you can leave a message and I'll get back to you and we can set up a time to um, be able to get together. Great. Thank you so much. It was so informative. It's, 
and you um, gave me another way to look at things. I don't think about that being the top thing to slow down. So I'll take your advice. <laughs> well, good. It'll, it'll serve you well. Yeah, thank you. Well, thanks again for joining us today. We really appreciate all the knowledge you shared with us. Well, thank you. It was a privilege to be with you.